superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop. Little thing we like to call three and out podcast. Back again. From an extended vacation. No, we, we put out content. I'd say that, but you know, I put out three podcasts last week. Uh, we had one today. I'm recording this on Monday. Greg McElroy, former quarterback. Uh, you can listen to that. Three and Out Feed. If you listen on Collins Feed, make sure you subscribe to Three and Out Feed. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Share with anyone you want. Uh, as well, we'll have a mailbag today. Be, be pretty heavy mailbag. Uh, summer months still. Summer, July 11th. You know, some sun shining. Hopefully everyone's enjoying the summer feel like a lot of you are because it doesn't feel like much of society does much uh, these last couple weeks and probably these next couple weeks. Maybe I'm alone. Uh, those podcasters are working. Uh, but football's right around the corner. And we have training camp starting. Some some thoughts on some things that are out there right now. Have a, have a couple takes. Baker, Russell, Rogers Tattoo, Zach Wilson. Do not sleep on Zach. Do not sleep on those Mormons. Provo, Utah. Uh, so, yeah, and share the podcast the game plan is uh, of a podcast. We'll have one, obviously, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. I will have an open preview. When I say open preview, just some thoughts on live and golf coming up on Wednesday, and then probably another football one on Friday potentially. And we're ta- I'm interviewing a couple guys this week that'll come out next week. Might be in Lake Tahoe having a few pops, but uh, we'll keep rocking and rolling. You know, you just. You got to keep the content flowing. We're in the content game. And the only way content happens is if I uh, get in front of a record, uh, computer and press record, and that's what I'm doing. So let's start with, uh, first and foremost, with Baker Mayfield. And there was a lot of conversation. Like, ultimately, the Jimmy G, Trey Lance conversation is like, could the 49ers keep Jimmy G? Are they going to trade him? Would they cut him? And ultimately, while I do believe that anytime you put all your chips in the middle of the table on a young quarterback... I think you got to pivot and you got to let him steer the ship. 
Now, for every Patrick Mahomes, a lot of young quarterbacks sink the ship. They go down like the Titanic. I mean, worst case, Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell, but a lot of guys just never live up to the hype and become average to below average players, even if they stay in the league for 10 years. That's normal. Most guys do not become top 10 quarterbacks, right? So, but you have to give them the best opportunity to succeed, and you have to give them the voice in the locker room. Andy did it once upon a time when he traded Alex Smith, who was a really good player. Not Patrick Mahomes, but was taking the playoffs. Belichick did it last year with Cam Newton. Gave Mac Jones the keys to the car. We'll see what happens with Trey Lance. Ultimately, I think Jimmy is not on the team, but the 49ers like Jimmy G personally. The teammates like Jimmy G. Everyone gets along. They've had a lot of success together. There are probably proponents in the building of like, yeah, we could if we can get Jimmy at the right price, I wouldn't want him as a backup for $27 million. But if he'll take a huge haircut and be the backup quarterback for $10 million, I'm cool with that. Trey Lance played a couple games and got injured. So you, you could talk yourselves into that. I would probably tend to disagree. Though I think, you know, the George Kittles, the use checks would probably be open with it. I don't necessarily think that's the right move, but I think you could do it if you had to. And then there are the spots where, and I'm not necessarily like this because I don't try to hold on to hate and grudges internally. And I don't, I don't have the energy to do that. And when I operate angry and mad, I'm not successful. Like, I don't like where my headspace is. I don't like the way I, I act. I'm better operating through optimism and through positivity. And to me, like, if you said that to me 10 years ago, I would think that was very cheesy. The older I've gotten, the more optimistic, the more positive I've been, the more just like forget about things and move on, the more success I've had professionally. So I've just conditioned myself to operate like that. Some people can, Dave Portnoy has be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, operates out of venom and anger and holds grudges in his revenge. And he thrives on that. We're seeing it with Live Golf right now, Greg Norman. He has a vendetta against the PGA Tour. He's trying to take them down. And it motivates him. He gets off on it. And everyone's different to each their own. But I do believe, and I do fall under this category, if you were to screw me in business, or if a female were to do something to like, there's no coming back, you can be dead to me. And I think in business, it's easier like, I'm never doing business with this person again. And you could argue that's easier said than done. It's easy to be like, I'll never do business with them again. And then you end up, if you're depending on what industry you're in, partnering with them again as a consumer, you may end up buying their product. It's always easier to talk. I do think in football though, and in just in pro sports in general, when the product is the person, right? Like the player is ultimately your asset and your product. As a coach or a front office, something can happen. And and, and honestly, it could be an accumulation of things where you never look at them the same, right? You can get into a fight with your wife and apps or or even your kid. This used to happen to me and my parents and you just hate them. They hate you. There's a lot of anger. Again, hate's a strong word, but you know what I mean? There's a lot of animosity. There's a lot of anger. A couple days later, you're cool, right? It happens a lot with your friends, right? You're like, I can't stand this guy. And then like three days later, you're best friends again. We're humans. I do think in sports though, we've seen time and time again, things happen where you go, there's no coming back from that. And sometimes there's a specific incident, right? There is, you get in trouble, uh, you know, arrested. Something happens with a teammate where it's just like, you've crossed the line and there is no coming back from that. And then there is the accumulation of stuff. I, I, when I worked in radio, I worked for this boss. Uh, I had a great boss that got me into it, loved him, helped you know get my career going. And then there was another guy who we all couldn't stand. We didn't respect. And every day that went by, I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can take. And it was like this guy, everything about him. I, I, I don't know how I'm working in this environment. I don't know how I can listen to him. I, I can't go on much longer. And I think once you get internally that like, I I can't look at this person, I couldn't look at him without internally feeling angry, disgusted, wanting to run away. It was just, it was that feeling that I think coaches get and front office people I know get because I've seen it. And clearly Baker, and listen, I, I don't claim to know a bunch of people in Cleveland. I've heard different stories. A lot of things are leaking out. He was dead internally to Stefanski and Andrew Barry. Dead. Now, Deshaun Watson made it possible for them to pivot 
in terms of like they went and landed this guy, which is kind of a disaster right now. We'll see how it all plays out. But it was very black and white once they got Deshaun Watson. A lot of people kept saying like, what if Deshaun gets suspended for a year? Couldn't they just roll back with Baker? There was no rolling back with Baker. These guys couldn't. They, he was never going to be the quarterback for Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski ever again. And he was traded a couple days ago. And as reports have come out since, they have been working on this trade with the Carolina Panthers for over two months. And like anything, when you're dealing with salary cap space, it's all about money and compensation. But this has been in the works for a long period of time. And I believe, to my core, that if Deshaun Watson, let's say that situation never had materialized. Let's say Deshaun Watson, in a perfect world, loved Houston and was just still in Houston and never chased 17 million massage therapists and what that didn't have all these lawsuits coming after him. And he was just the quarterback of the Texans. And that wasn't an option that Baker Mayfield still wouldn't be on the Cleveland Browns. Now, I don't know exactly who their quarterback would be. I'm not saying they would have just like signed Jacoby Brissett and been cool with that, but they would they would have moved on. Uh, because I once, and these stories coming out, like Stefanski didn't want to coach this guy anymore. And obviously when things get ugly, the worst stories come out, even though Baker's story was like, he didn't show up to an offensive install. It's like, yeah, buddy, he's the head coach. And then the story was like, yeah, Stefanski was talking with Miles Garrett. Yeah, he's a little higher priority than Baker Mayfield's offensive install. That's why they have other coaches too. But um, it's just one of those situations where uh, his time in Cleveland ended the moment the season ended. There was a picture that went viral of Russell Wilson. You know, who knows? He could be in Capri. He could be on the Sacramento River. I got no clue. It looks like he's in a body of water, shirt off, bathing suit, Ciara, hanging out. And to put it mildly, and I think I can judge because, you know, my weight can fluctuate. I'm about 175 now. I've been as high as 210. I'm someone who loves to eat, but genetically, I have to be careful because as any human will find out, and some people it hits when they're 15, some people it hits when they're 50, your metabolism slows. And I was listening to this. I, I, I bought this finance book. And it actually turned out to be a pretty basic finance book, and I audio booked it. And I was just listening. I just listened to it sometimes in the background. Some of the stuff is pretty stupid, but they were on this chapter again. This is pretty basic, you know, way of thought that kind of debunking the thought that you can get rich by saving. Like that's not how rich people get rich. Rich people get rich by a ton of different income streams, investments, ROI on investments. It's not just you make $150,000 and every year you save 17. Like that that is just impossible and part of it was most people the average income you spend everything you get coming in so it's not even feasible to save. But they use the analogy of there was this study of people that lost weight. And for a long period of time and I know I this happened to me specifically is eventually your body gets used to whatever your workout is. And I'm someone who works out probably at minimum six days a week, a lot of times seven days a week. And there was a time when I was like 32 or 33, I started gaining weight. Even though I was eating the same foods I've always eaten and I was and I, or eaten and working out the same amount and doing the same workouts that I've always done. And I probably put on 20 pounds. And I don't, I didn't really notice it till a couple years later when I look back at the pictures, like, God, I was a fat ass. And part of it is your metabolism slows down. And part of this thing is like everyone tells you just work out and you'll lose weight. That's not necessarily true depending on your age. A huge element of it, and I can speak to this as someone who's 37 years old, the diet. And I heard this forever when I was younger. The diet, the diet, the diet. And I was called BS. I like eating ice cream. I like eating sugars. I like eating carbs. You have to change at a certain age. And Russell Wilson is a good example. He's someone who's always been, and Collins talked about this, a lot of people have, Spent a lot of money on his body. He's got therapists, workout people. Takes it very, very seriously. Well, there was a video at Summer League that LeBron was there and Russell Westbrook was there. Ironically, is LeBron, who's the most pro player guy, always treats his own teammates once they're dead to him like a widget, like Kevin Stefanski treated Baker. Wouldn't even sit, acknowledge, or look at Russell Westbrook. Don't totally blame him, even though the reason Westbrook is on the Lakers was LeBron's idea. But regardless, all these guys are eating snacks, right? Uh, People in the front row, ton of NBA players, hot dogs, popcorn, whatever. They showed LeBron. LeBron had like a bag that clearly a chef made him with like almonds and nuts, 
which they claim to be a very healthy snack. Because listen, I love to snack as much as probably anyone listening. You know what a good snack is? Bag of Doritos, you know, some candy. Even though the older you get, you realize those are terrible snacks. So my point of all this is the way to lose weight, just like the point, the way to get rich, more income streams than one and invest. You have to take risks to gain the rewards. The way to lose weight the older you get is to change your diet. You can work out the same you've worked out, but at 35 years old, working out how you worked at 22 won't have the same impact on your body because your body changes. And I saw this picture of Russell Wilson. He, I mean, honestly, he looked like he was 250 pounds. And I know a lot of people, including the head of the volume, are very bullish on the Denver Broncos. And my one thing would be, is Russell Wilson, who I think is a remarkable player. I've seen him live three or four times. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson in his prime. And now primes, a lot of guys, Aaron Rodgers, MVP at 37 years old. Tom Brady kicking ass in his 40s. Primes have been extended at the quarterback position. But Russell was unique. Because unlike those guys, now obviously Rodgers can move and still can. Tom kicked ass from the pocket. And Russell can throw a great deep ball from the pocket. But what made him an extraordinary player was his ability to move. Not run like Lamar Jackson, but keep plays alive with his feet. A lot like Mahomes and Josh Allen do now. Now, Josh runs a little more. But behind the line of scrimmage, Deshaun Watson did this too. They weren't actually running a lot. They were keeping plays alive outside the tackle box, then complete passes and keep the chains moving. And last year, Russell, to me, looked slow. And you see this picture, you go, well, why would he look slow? Well, if you add some weight, you're not quite as fit. That doesn't mean his arm's not still awesome. doesn't mean he doesn't throw a good deep ball. But to me, his weight, I think it's fair to say, is something to keep an eye on. And he's now, forever, he's ran Seattle, right? Him and Pete. Well, now, when I say that, he actually had some pushback. Like, Pete always got to, you know, kind of control the the offense, even though he's a defensive guy, love running the ball. And Russell never truly always thought like he didn't get to cook. And as someone said on social media, he doesn't just get to cook in Denver. He gets to eat as well. He can do whatever he wants. You think Nathaniel Hackett's telling him what to do? No, he's dictating the terms. Now, I don't question Russell's focus. I don't question Russell's, you know, ability to like take football very seriously. I believe he does. But I do wonder the diet, whatever he's eating, he ain't six foot five. He's not Eli Payton or Phillip Rivers. He's our most normal human size, 5'10", 5'11". Well, you put on weight much easier when you're really small and definitely show it. So it's just, if he is not above average to awesome for them, Denver would have a problem. And I'm tempted because I'm picking the Chiefs to make the playoffs. The Chargers have the best roster in the league on paper. Even though I don't love their coach, their roster's too good to not make the playoffs. I think Denver and the Raiders made the playoffs last year. They're going to be better now. I just think Denver, everyone's just placing them as a 12-13 win team. They could. If they get awesome, skinny Russell Wilson, or when I say skinny, he was just thinner, more mobile Russell Wilson, they could be really good. But if they get this kind of bigger version of what we saw last year with an unknown coach, I think it's fair to say there just might be some unknown. It might be like, I'm not saying I'm going to pick them to not make the playoffs. Something I'm keeping an eye on, though. It's something I'm keeping an eye on. The baseball season is here. This baseball season turned K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. Here's what I like. Betting on the Los Angeles Dodgers and betting on the New York Yankees. Bet on the best teams and you are more likely going to win money. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code COLIN to get started with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. 
See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. And the Rogers tattoo thing. I texted a guy in the NFL... And I've defended Rodgers in the sense of, I know he's weird. I know he's different. I, I do think like Colin and other people compare him to Kyrie. Kyrie, we've seen Kyrie be the alpha on teams. His teams suck. He, he's just, he's not a reliable human. Ky- Kyrie can't care. Kyrie gets injured all the time. I've seen Rodgers literally carry a franchise for a decade. In these last three years, I mean, he's gone back-to-back MVPs. Now, I've said over and over, he underwhelmed last year in the playoffs. 
You cannot lose to the Niner team that did not score an offensive touchdown at home. That, 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 is, that cannot happen. And I put that even more on him than I do the head coach. But he has a tattoo. And the tattoo kind of goes viral. little weird tattoo. I text a guy in the NFL who's probably right around my age, mid-30s. He's This guy's accomplished, been around for a long time. And I just said, listen, I'm not a tattoo guy. Not because I, I was... When I was in Scottsdale a couple weeks ago, we went to... Uh, we went out with another couple, and the guy had been in the in the uh, in the Navy. He's in great shape. He had, he had walked on. He played a little college football, and he was tatted up. And the tats—they look good. Like tats on me would not look good. I'm not yoked. I don't have the muscles. I just never been a tat guy because I, I think they would look terrible on me. Some people, I'm going. That looks fantastic. Some people pull it off well. Some people do not. A lot of people probably in the middle. Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, great shape. He could pull off tattoos. But how often do people, and the guy I was with who was in his late 20s, had probably been getting tattoos for a decade. And I said to the exec, I said, what do you think the average age is for people to get their first tattoo? A guy. I'm just speaking for guys. And we both agreed, probably be in your late teens, early 20s. I would say it's a little abnormal to get your first tattoo. Now, some people do it right when they're 45 or 55 with their kid. And they do one of those like a date. Obviously, if something tragic happens, for sure. I'm just talking about non-tragedy, non-family member. Your first just tattoo for yourself at 37 years old. Like, it's just a little weird. It's just a little weird. Now, it takes nothing to weigh about his football. But like, let's not get it twisted. Devontae Adams, and I get he wanted to come back west and have his family to be able to go to games, chose to leave the best quarterback he'll ever play with. And he's going, Derek Carr's a good player. Derek Carr's a $35, $40 million player who can be your starting quarterback on a playoff team. Far and away, an above average NFL quarterback, depending on the week, can be like the eighth to 10th best quarterback in the league. But he actively chose to get away from that guy. And I'm not, I'm not anti Rodgers hater. But I, I think it's fair to say that too. A little weird. The the timing. It's just is this guy. I mean, earlier this year, he went on a twelve day whatever in the wilderness where he puked, he pooped, and he did not eat. And I'm listen. I'm as I'm recording this. I, all I've had today is chocolate milk. I, usually Monday, Tuesday are my fast day. And when I say fast, like I don't eat breakfast or lunch, beside liquids, and chocolate milk is kind of my protein. It just helps me kind of keep my LBs down a little bit. So, and, and honestly, I don't need to eat as much as I did eight, year, ten years ago. So, I'm not anti like fasting a little bit. But that twelve day excursion where you just pooped in the wilderness and ate nothing but air, a little weird, you know. I, Brady's into some weird stuff. He ain't into that. So, it's just is Rogers going through. Midlife, I mean, he's only 37. To me, midlife crisis is usually like 45, 50. But he's going through some things, you know? Now, in fairness, it hasn't affected his football. MVP, back-to-back years running. Last year, you thought he was going through some things, won the MVP. They were the one seed. But man, what what a weird cat. But not as weird as Kyrie. Because again, Rodgers produces. Like Rodgers literally carries an NFL franchise to the playoffs every year. And he was right on McCarthy. Uh, and last, I don't really know what to say on the Zach Wilson thing. Beside, uh, I don't know, man. That's just, I, I think you would underestimate a guy. I, I know it sounds weird. Your mother's best friend. Zach Wilson's now 23 years old. He's makes eight, nine million dollars a year. He's an NFL quarterback. His options for females are probably just different than the average guy. You know, he's got, I, I would imagine the options he has. Now you could say a little weird, uh, not ideal, you know, in terms of maybe his mom, is it going to ruin the relationship? But I, I also said that the one thing with being a quarterback, everything is evaluated. Everything is questioned. Jimmy G took a single guy, took a porn star out to dinner years ago, and it was a major story for like a week. Now, I think part of it was... You know, the porn star wasn't exactly a 10. I mean, she's probably closer to a 5 than a 10. Let's be real. She also had a kid in the industry. It was a little weird. It's like, Jimmy, why aren't you dating 10s? What, what, what are we doing here? You're like the best looking guy in America. 
beside Brad Pitt and, Cl- and George Clooney. Is George Clooney? I guess he's a little older now, but you know what I mean. Liam Hemsworth, is, would he be considered in that? Like, Jimmy, been around a lot of women. Every single one of them signs off on Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> immediately. He's got he's got fans of the opposite sex. And when he went out with that chick, you're like, Jimmy, what are you doing? And then people try to justify it. Like, you know, slid in his DMs. It was easy. Doesn't quite realize the scrutiny he's under. And we just kind of like, whatever. And honestly, since, like, no one knows who Jimmy's dating. And I promise you, he's probably not going to bed alone. But I do think the Zach Wilson thing, you come from Utah where you just could do some weird things. No one really said anything. Now you're in the Big Apple. This is New York. A lot of people paying attention. Good, bad, and indifferent. They're on your ass. So it's just weird as you want to say it. It's going to be a story that he gets asked about. It's just going to be one of those things, man. It just, (laughs) welcome to the Big Apple. Uh, let's go let's go Middlecoff Mailbag at John Middlecoff is the Instagram fire in those DMs and get your question answered here in this little old podcast hey man name is David and first off big fan diehard Steelers fan here we go my question relates to general life you often talk about business for your analogies I recently graduated with my doctorate in clinical and school psychology. What are your thoughts on psychology? Keep it up. Kenny Pickett uh, is proof. Kenny Pickett's going to prove you're wrong. I've been to a psychologist, I guess psychiatrist, psychologist. I would say psychology, I'm a big believer. (laughs) Like I think the older you get, Things that you would have made fun of in your 20s, the way to think about life, the way to think about how you've become something, the way to think about why you are what you are, uh, the way people can help you and influence you and give you a different perspective. As you mature, if you mature, because not everyone does, you become more open to that stuff. So I would say the last five years of my life, I have become much more open to things uh, that a psychologist, psychiatrist, are those the same things? Uh, any human being. Like, hell, I, I just got a, probably like three months ago, I just went to get a physical. Because I was like, you know, I haven't had a physical in three years. I'm not 26. You know, I'm not 55. But, you know, I'm 37. Just, I'm healthy. But, you know, it's just good. My doctor, who's, I, I would call close to a family friend, uh, works at Sutter Davis. You know, I mean, this guy works at Sutter Davis, UC Davis, big time hospital. Just kind of gave me a couple, like, I, I threw out a couple things and he kind of gave me, I would say, mentorship from just a guy that has a different perspective. And I would, five years ago, I would have gone out one year and out the other. This time I kind of listened. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it brings up a pretty good point on that specifically. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I have become much more open on the influence and help people can have. Now, it depends. I mean, not everyone is going to be impacted or even want it, but uh, got a lot of respect for anyone. Problem is, I I could never... Academia, you must have been able to study pretty well. Now, honestly, if you're interested in what you're studying, it's much easier, right? Like, if you are studying something that you're interested in, it's no different than like, why can I talk about sports for a living? Well, because I read a lot about it. And when you read a lot about something, you just know a lot about it. So, I don't know. I, I would imagine you're very interested in people, uh, you know, whether it be socially, cognitively, whatever, ultimately, specifically that you're going to, you know, do in your field. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you've helped a lot of people, not you specifically, but just historically. And some people don't want to be helped, you know? Hey, John, that was deep. Question for the mailbag. Do the Eagles have a better chance to win the NFC East than Dallas? Eagles had an amazing offseason and draft while the Cowboys lost key pieces and replaced them with nothing. I think the Cowboys got worse this offseason. I don't even think that's debatable. They lost a pass rusher. They lost Amari Cooper, who, listen, has some flaws, but he's still a very productive player. Uh, I mean, Zeke is just a year older, not as good. And I think we saw some flaws in the quarterback. Good player. Incredible fourth-round pick. 
Great guy. You, you, you've never heard one person, like Baker Mayfield. Moments shit got sideways, half the team turned on him. Cowboys have been up, down. No one's ever, that I remember, said a terse word about Dakota Prescott. And I that I, that means a lot to me at quarterback. It's why I've turned, now obviously he's become a good player, but I, I, I pivoted fast on Lamar. Because once you're like, damn, people love Lamar. I like Lamar. If you're a great guy and you're a trustworthy person, that's why I'm out on Deshaun Watson. Like, bro, I can't trust you. You can't just get a normal date. You can't just slide into someone's DMs. You got to go after the massage therapist. I, I'm never looking at you the same. Not what, guilty or innocent. It's just about like, I think you're kind of a weirdo. Uh, so, but th- here's the problem with Dak. Ultimately, it was a fourth round pick kind of for a reason. Now, he got the DUI. He might have gotten in the third round. He doesn't have an elite arm. He does not have an elite arm. So, if he's a little off and a little behind, he throws a pickable ball. It's harder when Mahomes or Josh Allen throw a 99-mile-an-hour rope that's off. There's a reason the cornerback plays cornerback, usually, and not wide receiver. Doesn't have great hands. Some guys do, but most corners, you would say, have average hands at best. Well, Dak's ball, little like Alex Smith, is pretty catchable. So, yeah, I mean, and Mike McCarthy is not a good football coach. I just don't think he's very good, given the the standard in which he's talked about. Like, I'm not saying he's Freddie Kitchens or Pat Schirmer or something, but a guy that makes the playoffs a lot. For a guy with his resume, you would say his resume looks a little different than he actually is as a coach. And obviously the Packers, and I was like, yeah, he benefited a lot from number 12. But, yeah, I mean, I the only thing that gives me reservation on the Eagles is the quarterback. Because can he throw the ball better? They won a lot of games last year because the division down the stretch. Beat up on Washington, beat up on New York. And I think got the Cowboys when the Cowboys mailed in that game. If Jalen can get 15% better as a passer, then I would feel very good about that bet. But I could see both teams being right around 10 games. When you were a scout, how much importance did you put on emotional IQ character versus skill? What were some character traits you look for in, say, quarterbacks, wide receivers, linebackers, edge rushers? Well, I think when I worked in pro personnel, meaning evaluating the NFL, you just evaluated the player, right? Like, I'm just going to use an example. Who was a big free agent that signed this year? Christian Kirk. Uh, He's not, I mean, you know what I mean. He got a lot of money. If I was teams that needed a wide receiver and I was looking into Christian Kirk, we evaluated him coming out of college. I think he went to, did he go to Texas A&M? So when he was coming out of college, we have huge write-ups on his personality, on his character. We do a lot of work. Part of the reason when people are like, well, who do you scout during the draft? You scout everyone. Because eventually the majority of players, like the majority of players aren't Aaron Donald. They're going to play 14 years on one team. Or Peyton Manning. or And even Peyton Manning became a free agent. But most players become available, change teams relatively quickly. It's why you do your work. So you have the character stuff, and things change. I mean, once the guy gets in the league, you can call coaches and you're doing extra work. But you're evaluating the player. Will this guy fit our scheme? Do we need this guy? Does his talent? When you're in college, and I only truly did college for one year, but all three years, the thing you constantly talk about with your college scouts it's probably when I'm just on the phone as a fellow scout is like about the guy as much as the player. And then the meetings, you spend so much time on the person, on the character, on the IQ. And obviously a quarterback, to me, it's everything. It's it's just, it's part of the package. Edge rusher, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter as much. There are only so many guys that are 6'4", 250 pounds that can bend the edge or 320 pounds that can hold the double team. Right, like, same thing with wide receivers. <laughs> like we, we've had a lot of questionable characters that can score touchdowns. So I would say, like offensive linemen, obviously middle linebackers, you have to have the ability to like understand football. And there's also a difference of, and this is one thing I learned in the NFL, is how well you do in school. Like, let's say I'm evaluating a UCLA linebacker, and it's like you know he's barely eligible every year. Well, how's his football knowledge? Well, he's great. I tell the the assistant coach goes. I give him a new. I give him a new install. I give him a new uh, call. I give him a new scheme. I give him a new idea. Picks it up in in one rep. Football genius. It took Jason Kidd five times 
to hit the minimum SAT score to get into Cal Berkeley. I think at the time it was like 800 because the basketball team gets you in. He, he's academically was nothing. He's one of the smartest basketball players ever. Ultimately, we're in the business of playing football and winning on the football field. So you have to like how you learn football, like how Ray Lewis did in, in class. Who cares? Dude's a football savant. Luke Keekley. And, and some of these guys might have done well in school. But all that matters is your football IQ. Now, where you can get away with it is like you'll talk to a coach, be like, you know, this guy's... And when they say dumb, like football dumb. Like it's hard for him to get stuff. He forgets stuff. But he's so talented that we make room for him. And that's an area where if you're not good enough, it's why these guys right now, once training camp starts, if I'm a fringe guy, right? I'm a sixth, seventh round pick. I'm an undrafted free agent. I'm a practice squad type guy. I don't have the margin for error to not understand everything that's going on. I have to know. So if I am not the smartest guy, like some people just pick up things right away. Other, like me personally, if I, it's something that doesn't come naturally to me, I'd probably have to read three or four times. And then once I get it, I feel comfortable with it. So you better make sure you know it. So I, I think quarterback is just held in a completely different standard. And then probably places like middle linebacker and safety, your intelligence matters. Most position and center. But like right tackle, if you can block the edge, like you're good. You know, if wide receiver, if you can catch and get open, you're good. You know. Why doesn't Liv go after other international sports? Buy the best soccer footballers and create a new Champions League. Money initiates all changes, right? Or how about start the World Cup equivalent that pays the players to play for charities and then they have a draft? Six teams, 100 best players, pay them a fuck ton. Well, Liv, which is owned by the the Saudis, don't they own Man City? The Saudis, aren't they deep in the F1? They already own huge parts of that. The only way the Saudis could get their hands on golf was doing this because the PGA Tour was not going to let them in. So this was their only in. And then Greg Norman had the vendetta. So the reason, like, why would they do it in soccer? They just literally buy teams. They have ownership stake in the teams. You know, the F1, I'm not an F1 guy. I just know they're connected. Do they own a team or do they finance some of the races? I know they race in Saudi Arabia. I think it's more they just want it in the sport. They would have gladly given the PGA Tour like a billion dollars to be partners. The PGA Tour never would have done that. Like F1 and obviously soccer. Obviously soccer is different. But they want it in. And this was their only avenue. So I, I think that's why they don't do it. Big fan from Vancouver. So I was on some vitamins which are now legal here. Is that what all the kids are saying? I see Pat McAfee keeps saying he's taking vitamins which means he's taking some weed. Stay off the weed. Um, it, why are we calling it vitamins? Why don't we just call it marijuana, weed? This isn't, it's not crack. I mean, it's legal. Uh, was thinking about Trey Lance's situation and how it changed the league. Isn't that funny? You get on those vitamins or the weed and you just, sometimes you gravitate toward like, would Tiger Woods win seven tournaments this year? Could Patrick Mahomes play in 1978? <laughs> you know, who would win one-on-one? Steph Curry or Michael Jordan? Like, it's crazy where your head goes. You could argue you don't even need the vitamins for that to happen. They invested so much capital in getting to him. He's unproven the past few seasons. Many elite quarterbacks have switched teams. Do you think that after this situation, the teams would rather trade for a proven NFL quarterback or prey on the talent of a top court, top college quarterback? It's totally killing the 49ers Super Bowl window considering the proven quarterbacks they could have gotten. I think if you are sitting there with cocktails, several, Kyle Shanahan would tell you if he could have a redo, if he could have a do-over, he knew what they knew now, as of today, what they would have done is they would have not traded for a quarterback. They would have played last season with Jimmy Garoppolo. They would have drafted Mike Micah Parsons or something at 12. And they would have traded this offseason for Matt Ryan. That's what they would have done. But at the time, you don't know that. And for the most part, there have been a lot of quarterback movement the last couple years. That's not normal. And most people, like the only really sweet one in theory that got traded was Russell Wilson. Wentz, uh, Matt Ryan. It's not like Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar. These guys are on the move. So really, if you draft the right quarterback, you strike oil. 
Because if he just becomes a top 12 guy, you have him under contract, he's your team, and you get to indoctrinate him, uh, onboard him, as the uh, the corporate people of the world say, into what you do. Now, in two years, Trey Lance may be the best thing that ever happened to Kyle. And part of drafting a guy really high, there's an I always there's inherent risk in everything. There's inherent you, more risk driving down the freeway, you know. Then think about like I, I might I might go to Chipotle tonight for dinner. Let's say I go to Chipotle. It's happened to me one time, and I love Chipotle. I got really sick. It's pretty crazy how much as a society we take for granted. Everywhere you go to eat, you're just going to eat, and you're going to be completely fine. Never going to get sick. The percentage of people that get food poisoning when they eat out is probably minuscule. We take it for granted. We don't even think about it until the one time it happens. And you're on your deathbed and you're like, is this what death feels like? Because honestly, the last time I got food poisoning, I remember curled up in a ball thinking, I've never been this close to death. I I swore to God. I vividly, I don't quite remember the feeling in my body. I just remember it being so bad that that crossed my head like, is this what kind of dying feels like? And it was the worst 48 hours of my life. I, I've never been sicker than that food poisoning. And I'm pretty sure it was from Chipotle. Now, granted, I've probably been there 50 times since and they've bounced back. And the price points are good. And you know I can eat, quote unquote, semi-healthy dinner. But y- y- you're taking risks. And I think it was worth the risk. There was He's a huge unknown. Small school guy. Didn't get to play his, basically his redshirt sophomore season because the season was canceled because of his division. Yeah, I mean, but you don't know any of that. It's so much easier to be like, well, if I knew my financial advisor was going to rob me, I never would have let him manage my money. If if I knew she was going to divorce me because she didn't like the way I looked when I was 47, I never would have married her in the first place. It's so easy to look back once you know the outcome. But that's not the way life works. You have no clue. It's the best part about life. It's what makes successes so much fun. You're like, God, I I wanted to be here, but I never knew how it was going to feel getting here. And honestly, what makes failing, failing's never fun. But once you get removed from failing, you look back in the experience of everything. But the only way to get somewhere is through going through it. And Mahomes, like if everyone knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Mahomes, he would have gotten number one overall. Would have gotten number one overall. Fuck, the 49ers would have taken him. The Bears would have taken him. He never would have sniffed to the Chiefs. But you don't know that. So, Trey Lance, a lot of people are asking me, like, what do you think? I have no clue. Honestly, I've been to practices. I don't think you can glean that much of practice. Like, I can go to practice and be like, George Kittle looks good. Because I know how George looks when he's good in games. So, when I see him out there running around, I'm like, God, he looks sweet. Trent Williams, monster. Fred Warner, Awesome. But when the rookie, like, is this guy going to be sweet? Like, I liked him in college. Who knows? Now, we've seen a little of Trey, but it's so much harder with the quarterbacks because I can't get sacked in practice. Incomplete. It's hard to even tell. So, we just, only time's going to tell. <laughs> Got a question. I'm feeding for some three and out. Where is it at? It's back. The USFL was a very hard watch for me this year, but I'm a much, but I'm such a lover of football that I'm not willing to give up on it. Don't you think it'd get a lot more engagement if the teams were linked with a pro team, like baseball, for instance? Send practice squad players and players that get cut over there. Then at least they'd be interested and there'd be uh, some teams' roster construction. In theory, this makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you. But think about this. If you and I owned, uh, we were sports agents. And let's say we had... 10 guys in the NFL on practice squads last year. Guys that were drafted 5th, 6th, 7th round picks that were on practice squads. You would say going into their second year, you would go, hey man, stay focused. Make sure you know the playbook. Stay in best shape. You could make the team. You're one injury away from being the starter. Well, you could improve in the USFL for sure, but you could also get injured. What if you break your leg and then you're not available? For the, you know, I'm pretty sure the USFL pays like 50 grand. NFL minimum salary is like 800. So if I was an agent, would I want that? Let's say I had a backup quarterback that I drafted. Let's just pick a guy, Kyle Trask. And I don't know if the Bucks like him or not. Third round. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to be the starter, but he could be our backup for a long time. And let's say Tampa was affiliated with the Tampa, 
whatever their team was in the USFL. I don't even know if Tampa has a team in the USFL. Like, let's send Kyle Trask down there. What if he tears ACL? What if he shatters his hand on a helmet? Why would you want to do that? You're the one, you've already paid them. You've invested in them. So it's, I hear you. I think it would be awesome if you're like, God, all these guys that were just drafted that are on teams or in the league with you. I don't know if it makes sense, you know, for the agent, for the player. You could probably convince some coaches and GMs it'd be worth the risk. You're like, whatever, we'll just find the next guy. But I think from the player side, if you are on a team, it doesn't make sense. If you're a guy without a job, no doubt about it, you play in the league. I, I think it's tough. You know, in, in basketball, you're just so less likely to get hurt. So playing in the G League, sending guys up and down, no big deal. In football, most guys get hurt in games. And I, I again, I probably watched a total of 35, 40 snaps all season. I, their championship game, I was flipping around channels, was on the other night. But hopefully everyone's... uh. Having a good day. Try to give you a little content. We got to keep the content flowing. Adios. May the peace be with you. Godspeed. See ya. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are, or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.